When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. Really want to welcome Justin and Jessica Ball to the show today, and they are fantastic. They are running a Remax team out in Illinois, and they have really sort of focused in on this aspect of real estate that I had not really given a lot of attention to, and that's succession planning. That is, you know, how do you set yourself up to sell or buy your book of business? How do you do it systemically? How do you do it in a way that works? How do you do it? You know, what's the process for doing it? And they wrote a book about it and they are speaking about it and they're spreading the word that there is a rational, simple, reliable pathway for both generating business by buying people's books of business and for selling yours when you're ready to retire. I think it's just brilliant. And they are a delight. We really are really, really looking forward to them on the show. And uh, yeah, pay attention. I think this is great. Take notes and get their book. It's fantastic. Thank you both, Jessica, Justin, for being on the show. We're very excited. This is a really unique opportunity because what you are providing is something no other guest has talked about yet. And it is on, as soon as we talk about it, everyone's going to think, oh, yeah. I don't know how to do that. I don't I don't know how to work that out. So I'd like to keep the mystery in it for just a couple seconds longer, right? Before we but you know, as a husband-wife team building a commercial brokerage out, and you are in Peoria, Illinois, about halfway okay. between Chicago and St. Louis. All right, great. And you know, but building a, a commercial dynasty out there, this what you're talking about doesn't is not particular to commercial. What you're talking about is universal for any kind of realtor. So Jessica, why don't you start? Because I thought, you know, given this was your idea and where it came from, why don't we jump right in? Yeah. So I'm Jessica Ball. And uh, yeah, and to actually um, go with what you just said. So we've done this residentially and commercially as well. So my team does both residential and commercial. And uh, where this kind of came from, um, it's succession planning with other agents. And it, it came from, as a new agent, I was trying to figure out how to get leads, how to build my business. Uh, And it seemed like every week there was the email that went out um, about, hey, so-and-so is retiring, come get cake and uh, punch in the uh, conference room and uh, wish them good luck and uh, maybe buy a sign from them, five bucks for one of those writers. What? 
And, and I would just think, where's their clients? Like we all, you know, have people in the pipeline, people that are like, well, I'll, I'll probably look next year. I'll probably sell next year. I've got some rental properties and in a couple of years, I'm going to unload those. And everyone's got some of those clients or should have yeah. some of those clients out there. And so my thought was, who's servicing those clients that are now just going to go out and be up for the grabs for anybody. And uh, so Justin, uh, my husband, who we'll introduce in a second, we, we just were brainstorming and figuring out how can we capture those clients and how can we do it in a way that benefits us, you know, growing our business and benefits the agent who is leaving the industry, whether retiring or feeling spouse or anything like that. And then also, Ultimately, you know, the the broker owner should be paying attention to this kind of thing too, because it's keeping the business in-house if it's done correctly. And so that's that's kind of where it morphed into. I love and, it. Uh, Justin was actually the brains behind, you know, the research and uh, ultimately the book, because we, we were like, I imagine people are doing this. So where's like the how-to guide on on taking over someone's business as an agent, not necessarily a brokerage. I mean, there's there's info out there to take over a brokerage, but not individual agents. A book agents. of business. It's yeah. I've had two agents around me retire and I've been awkwardly like, how do I approach that? What what's a fair <laughs> split? What do you give them? How do you how do you contractize that? And what's the standard? So Justin, talk about the research you did and the book and let's get this information out there for people. Yeah, Aaron, you're going to love it because really, you know, my background is in higher education. And so the first draft of this book read like a textbook and now it's actually thinned down to a hundred pages and, and reads like a strategy guide. And so whether you're a small team, a big team, a retiree, a person planning, wanting to be the successor to that retiree, this book spells it out step by step from how to potentially find that person to partner with for a succession plan to sample contracts, split percentages, uh, the nitty gritty details of your sphere of influence and your database and transferring it over. And really at the core of the work we do is how do we take a person or a team sphere of influence and transfer the trust and the history to a new team or a new agent in that case. And that is what everything is really all about. Because I think as you look 10, 15, 20 years ago, agents were selling each other books of business, but it wasn't getting the job done and necessarily transferring clients, if you will. And now that anybody can go out and and, uh, Zillow a home and, and find home values and automated values online, that captive list isn't enough. It's about the trust and the communication yeah. and transferring it there. That is so smart, Justin. It's so smart to say it that way because really everyone, it, that is now the only thing that keeps us from being disintermediated by technology is the relationship that we have. So talk about what you found works in transferring that relationship that you know sure. my, my book has to someone else. How would I transfer that to someone else? Really the first thing is finding a person that's going to be a good partner in succession planning, whether you're the retiree or the the successor in this scenario, and your managing broker or your team leader has that kind of relationship knowledge. And so if you are thinking about retirement in the next three years, or if you are an aspirational realtor with a capacity to take on someone's book of business, I think going and speaking with your managing broker to try and build that connection is a really good start. And in all the times that we've done consulting work for these relationships or gone through it three times ourselves, no retiree has ever said, I'm offended that you approached me and said how much you respect me and might be interested in this. Right. 
Uh, I think the worst thing we've ever gotten is a, a no um, or not right now, but generally it's open doors for conversations that are really, really healthy uh, in that sense. And if you want a really good succession plan, you need about 12 to 24 months to really sit down, work it out, and then communicate with the retiring agent sphere of influence uh, that you are partners, you are working together, and you should anticipate seeing the name and the face of that successor. And the, those past clients and, and current clients can trust that successor to deliver the same kind of experience and, and quality and relationship that's been there in the past. And Jessica and I are a really good example. Jessica is a mostly residential realtor who can really go sit down around the kitchen table and help clients process those emotions. And I am a great realtor to work with investors where if Cell X31 says that it's a profitable venture and we're making good return on investment, we buy the property or we <laughs> don't buy the property. And um, we, we really know those roles well. And, and those are the kinds of realtors that you need to match up with really very well. And kind of like I was saying, it used to be that people just bought the, the book of business, which was really just a list or a database. Right. And now it's really what we found as we, we, we literally met with agents who had been successors, who were second generation successors, who were uh, retiring, who, who failed a succession plan, and now we're trying to retire again and found someone. What we found was the contracts need to be referral arrangements or referral commission splits. And so the foundation of any good succession plan, if you follow the model for our book, is generally a three-year contract where you as the successor pay out a referral commission to the retiring agent for each lead that you close on of that retirees. And that number kind of goes down a little bit uh, into year two and year three. And at the, the culmination of the third year, uh, the book of business is now fully transferred to the successor and the successor should be reaping the benefits uh, of those relationships and just the raw database of, of names for the future for, for many, many years. Great. And that 25% for three years that you're recommending that you, you found works, it doesn't, it doesn't scale down year four, year five. It's just three years and out. That's, mm -hmm. that's what you're buying. And any upfront, do, I mean, you can negotiate anything. Obviously, anything's negotiable, but. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we put three different models in the book. And so there's oh, one right. that has a, an upfront cost. There's a, a kind of a backdoor way to calculate if you really did just want to sell a book of business. Um, what we see is that an agent in their first year of retirement, if they've done all that trust handoff and, and co-branding and co-marketing, mm -hmm. is going to be able to close through referrals about one third of their last three years average. And so nice. if an agent's averaging 15 million a year, you can probably expect your successor to close 5 million and you would get the you know, we, we've seen splits that are higher, 35%, 30%, 25%, 20% in there. Um, and then again, 5 or 10% lower in, in year two and year three in there. And what we found a lot more maybe than um, being impactful than a, a lump sum at the beginning is an incentive at the end of the first year. So if you've been closing $15 million a year, let's say, and, and you agree, hey, if you help me through referrals close $7 million in the second year, I'm not only going to give you the 25% the referrals, I'm going to give you a $10,000 bonus or 
profit sharing kind of thing, because what you want is to keep that retiring agent engaged and actively funneling leads back to you because it's not just their database. It's the people who are still going to call their cell phone, who are still going to talk to them about real estate at Thanksgiving, who might be in their rotary group and uh, who they see when they're out doing charity golf outings and any number of different things. Nice. One thing too, is that it's important for the, the only way for the agent to receive the referral is they do have to keep their active or their license active. active. Um, And whether that's a lot of times um, referral networks, brokerages there, I know we've got one locally. I know a lot of places have them. Justin uh, can speak a little bit more about the the actual, just like referral companies. Um, But they're a place where an agent can hang their license. They have minimal fees, um, but then they obviously can't actively sell real estate either. There's some rules involved, but it's a good place for a retiring agent to look into or, or someone who's exiting the industry. Um, so they can still receive some commissions, um, but then not have the high cost obviously associated with having some of the, the associations. It's great. So smart. So, so really well done. So what's the feedback on the book ban and you know, what are you doing with it? What's the, what's the plan? Tell me, talk to me about how you're implementing it and, and what's the yeah. feedback's been. So we have been on several podcasts. We are speaking at uh, a few different places. Um, I think our next one is we're actually speaking uh, in Long Beach, California at the California Association of Realtors annual event. Uh, So we'll be headed out there. Uh, And then we've got uh, speaking in St. Louis. Um, We just spoke in Springfield last week and we spoke in Vegas right when the book was launching. Literally, I think the day the book launched, uh, we were we were speaking, uh, which was pretty cool. But yeah, and it's just really getting, you know, we spent all this time doing this research when we were going through it ourselves. And we just felt if we could just write it down and help other people, yeah. because it's, you know, really too, I mean, that's, it's good for everyone because it's keeping the continuity with the clients and just it's making a win. Yeah, it's a win-win all around. And you want your clients taken care of. We want good agents out there taking care of clients so that we can keep the, you know, the the public perception of our profession, you know, um, and in really high regard. Yeah, <laughs> and well, so okay, you can't use keep and high regard in the same sentence <laughs> with our profession. You just can't. There is no keeping it in high regard. There might be getting it in high regard at some point, but but yes, I hear you. And Jessica, I think, and, and yeah, Justin, before you start again, and I'd love to hear it is the thing I want to acknowledge is that it's, you know, a two year plan before it happens. You know, you really are focusing on the relationship and what it takes to transfer a relationship. So it really is not, you know, it really is the heart of it, the base of it. It's rooted in relationship building, which is critical. And I, you know, sort of a, I don't know, it was missing for me that that's the lead time that would be necessary, but it makes total sense that it is to actually have it done well. Yeah. And I want to talk about specifically, because I I imagine people are like, well, what, what does that mean? Like what specifically, give me the tech, give me the list. Um, And so I I think what specifically, you know, can be done during that time. And what we did, the first example um, was with uh, an agent named Jim. And so, you know, the first thing we did, it was actually very subtle. We just did a couple of pictures together and all of the stuff that went out to his clients. um, He did like monthly Buffini Mm -hmm. mailers and Uh uh, did some calendars every year and things like that. We swapped it all over. So it had both of our names on it and And both your pictures. So his clients, even though he's still very active, they're suddenly getting my picture, my info. You know, he introduced me as, Hey, my new partner, 
and I was still over here building my other team. Um, it was a great way. And he's not transferring any leads to you. He's not doing any business. No, no. When he went on vacation, I I covered for him, um, and, and got to meet some of his clients then. And then we started doing, uh, like some happy hours that we co-hosted together and a couple of client events that we just co-hosted. He's introducing me. Justin's there as well. They're just get kind of getting the whole family, the whole picture of, Hey, this is our new partnership. Mm -hmm. And he made sure that I met, I think it's important to note that if you just have a list of like, say, 1500 names, and I mean, that's not, I got to be honest, that's kind of worthless in a sense. What's really money is when you've got your top 50, you've got your top 100 people that like, these are the people that support you, these people that refer, these are the people that when they hear someone say real estate, hey, I got a guy for you, or I got a gal for you. Those are your people. Those are your your really clients you're transferring over that you've cultivated. And and doing, we did happy hours, we did some lunches, he introduced me to the lenders that he's used for the last 30 years, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then Justin can talk a little bit more about um, the commercial side of it. We've actually, with the commercial succession plan that we're doing, that one's a little bit different because the agent is still very, very much involved just because it's such a big portfolio of clients that we're, we're taking over um, that, that we need him. We're like, you can't leave. You cannot leave yet. <laughs> and so we're, ours is a little bit different with him. And, and we've gotten creative with, you know, splitting sign costs and split, you know, you, you got to figure out there's some real assets and real cost in this. Yeah. And so um, we work all of that into the contracts too. Um, one of our succession plans even involved us buying some of the rental property of the agent retiring, personally purchasing some of that. And so you just work it in there and, um, you know, figure out what's most important to people and, and, so and do it the fairest way. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. Justin, you were going to say before I interrupted you. Sure. So you were talking about kind of that runway, if you picture yeah. the two years, not everybody's situation is that ideal. Um, you know, we've seen agents who are like, I've been winding down for the past 10 years and I went from being a top producer to now just closing $2 million a year, in which case now we're, we're going to get the residual, a third of the $2 million, not a third of what they used to do. Right. So it's, it's a timely um, activity uh, in there too. But we've done some succession plans with agents who are like, I'm leaving town next week. And we sit down and we say, all right, we'll just agree to give you this referral amount for a year or two years. Just start rolling over all of your searches that are set up in our, our kind of MLS database and give us your mailing list and your top 400 last transactions and move from there. But what I was going to say is, is whether you're on a team or whether you're an individual or a broker, people, I just don't think understand how our industry and realtors across the country are aging. The the average age of realtors has gone up in the past three years from 55 to 56 to 57. And there are 300,000 realtors in the United States over the age of 60. And out of 1.3, 1.4 million in NAR reports that are out there. And basically there's 65,000 active agents in the United States who are over 60, who don't expect to be working in two years. And so there is 65,000 succession plans ripe for the taking in the United States uh, alone. And if you break it down into our home state of Illinois, uh, there's 2,500. And so everybody has this opportunity to really ramp up their business and establish a long-term practice for real estate sales and a pipeline and funnel. And uh, the thing that's out there, you know, this is different from some team structures where people are just buying more leads or buying more zip codes as they become available. 
almost all of these agents who have been in it for more than 15 to 20 years reported that more than three quarters of their business comes from direct referrals. Yeah. And well, so that, this that, is a referral game. Yeah. In that sense. yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, do you do, I mean, you're talking about, you know, you you've built this brokerage on the back of this idea. Do you do marketing to attract retiring agents? Do you, how do you, you know, is there anything you're doing specifically to bring, to go seek out books of business to go buy, or is it just whatever happens to come your way from the relationships you have? We're at capacity at the moment, I would say. (laughs) So we are, we're actually, um, we're a team. We're not our own brokerage. We're just a team within our brokerage, but uh, we're definitely always looking out for when there might be opportunities to help match other people just to, for one within our brokerage, just to keep it all in-house um, and then keep our brokerage growing. Um, Cause that's good for us too, ultimately, you know, as uh, being part of that company. But yeah, I mean, we have our hands full at the moment with, with our current succession planning, um, which has been awesome. Where did you find those? Are those the ones that I don't want to say fall into your lap, but it's like, you know, like, you know, that 70%, 80% referrals, they don't fall in your lap. You did all the work to build the clearing in which those arose, but did those fall in your lap or did you go out and mark? Did you do any marketing to find those people? No. So for the, for the agents you're talking about, yeah, the books of business you've bought, like what yeah. has you so at capacity? They were those ones, are- yeah. They were actually ones in our brokerage. Yeah. And I would say as a new agent, I made a point of being around the office, trying to go to all the trainings, all the events that my yeah. company hosted. So I got to know, all the different people. And we were a large, I mean, we have over a hundred agents in our office. Um, so, so we are, I guess, larger, maybe relatively. Good size, sure. good size office. <laughs> um, and, and so I just made a point of being there and making my presence known. And so that people got to see my face, got to know me. I made a point of eating lunch there around other people and just getting to know right. people, getting to talk to people. And I would go ask questions of the seasoned agents when, when I had issues with my transactions and talk things through with them. And yeah, so build rapport, build relationships. That, it built rapport. And it opened the door as um, Jim, the first one, you know, had said, oh, yeah, probably another year or so. And I'll be moving to Florida. I'm like, really? Well, how does that, you know, look? And he was talking about and that's when he talked about how he had bought a book of business 15 years earlier. And that's when it really just started to like the brainchild of everything started to come out. That's really, really exciting. And so now talk to me a little bit about your team, because that's a great idea. And we'll put the book in the show notes. Is that on Amazon? Is that like an Amazon Kindle? Great. Okay. So we'll put the link. People can find it on Amazon. Completely fabulous service. I love it. And now talk to me about your team and your Remax brokerage. You're in a Remax. Yes. Yeah, so in, in Illinois, we are realtors, our agents are brokers. And so we always fall in the trap of, we say we're brokers when we are agents and realtors. Yeah, that's, and uh, right, right. You're just not the managing broker. You're a team. It's, I, I get it. Everyone's different. I, I say uh, we went mutual and everyone's like, what do you mean you went mutual? Oh, I'm sorry. We went under contract. Oh, I, so everyone's got different terminology. Yeah. So, but talk to me about your team. How big is your team? Talk to me about the split structure, how you attract people on your team. If you're at capacity, you got to be looking for more team members, right? I mean, it's especially now with the market, you know, with agents fleeing, there's got to be even small books of business. I mean, you'd be interested in the the books of business of the agents that are like, oh, you mean I have to actually market a house to sell it? Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Maybe they have 10 past clients or something. So talk to me about your team. 
Yeah, so um, I'm the team lead, and then we've got uh, residential side and commercial side. Uh, we have a total of four agents. I am one of them. We've got two agents uh, that specialize just in commercial, uh, or I'm sorry, just in residential. Yeah. I do both commercial and uh, residential. Justin, we only let him do commercial. He's not allowed to do residential. Nice. Um, <laughs> he's just too good with the numbers and the the spreadsheets. We, we only let him stay over there in commercial. And, uh, and then we've got a full-time admin, and then in kind of two part-time admins as well. And that's our, our team structure right now. We do a little bit different splits um, just because of longevity with the team. Um, one agent, we're, we're kind of doing a, it sometimes changes depending on the transaction, I'll say, but generally speaking, you're looking at like a 30, 70 or 40, 60. One thing though, I will say, because we were talking about succession planning. 40, 60, 30, 70 to who? Who's? I take the smaller portion. Okay, great. Yep. I take the 30 or, or the 40. I do pay for all of, I, I pretty much pay for everything. My responsibility to the cap, to our brokerage, I do the marketing, I do, I pay for the admin, all those kinds of things. So that Does way- Does do a reduced cap for team agents? Yeah, they, they do have some help with that, yeah. But one thing just from a, uh, uh, we learned this uh, with, uh, because we have- the succession planning and the splits we pay there with another agent, essentially referral there. And then I've got my team here, you know, sometimes I can't take on, you know, that particular client that we're doing um, the succession, you know, that the retiring agent referred us a client mm-hmm. and maybe one of my other agents would be better suited to, to work with that client. Well, now you got a split of a split and that can get complicated. Right. So we actually right, right, built right. in with our contracts that if it's going to be one where they're, we're already paying a referral, they get to keep more of that. Um, I want to make sure that I, that they are, they're getting compensated for the work they're doing. Um, And I want to make sure that whether it's a, my client or their client or one of our succession partners, clients uh, that they're getting compensated relatively about the same on that client. And so um, that's unbelievably generous that you should know that's (laughs) unusual. I I, I appreciate it. I'm just telling you of all the people (laughs) that we talk to, it's rare that even the 40, 60, 30, 70, you know, that's already very generous. And then you're saying if 25% goes to the succession partner, now you got the other, they're getting more than the 70 because you want their dollar amount to be the same as it would have been had there been no succession partner. Yep. Yeah. So in those situations, I may be taking 10% or something. And and the reason I do that, because I've thought about that. And I know that one of the things that, okay with me, I, if it works for you all, that's yeah. you got to be having people banging on the door to become a part of that. That's like a well, unbelievably generous split. I don't have time to be hiring new agents and spending time chasing after, you know, agents might want to leave. I don't want to do that. I want people to want to be a part of my team and stay on my team. And, and that's kind of the, the philosophy that we've had um, with that. And uh, I I want people to, to feel that they're getting a good shake of it and that their time is compensated well. Um, But then I also have to make sure that my expenses are being covered as well. So we're always, always double checking that on the books and my, uh, my accountant here, uh, slash husband slash business partner always keeps, uh, I tell him, I said, what can we do according to the spreadsheet? And he whips up a spreadsheet, uh, and, uh, that tells me what we can do split wise. So excellent. That's great. And you so say you got four agents on the team and then do you, what do you do? If you do, are you looking for new agents? Do are these the, how long have they been with you? Are you looking to expand? I mean, I'm just curious about training development, other lead sources that are included. What else do you do besides the succession planning that a new agents on your team, anything like that. So someone listening who's building a team or has a team knows yeah. what else they're getting for that 30%. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we are actually a heavy referral business already, even just being, um, I've been an agent for just over five years and just the, the sphere that Justin and I work in the sphere that we have in our community, we get calls every week from our sphere. And so there's a lot of leads that just come in naturally. Yeah. And then we also, um, Justin does a lot more of our marketing, so he can talk about that. We're just shameless in our promotion. Everywhere we go, we've got our business cards. Um, I'm wearing my my Remax pin all the time. And uh, Justin's wearing his, uh, you know, all the time. I mean, we're just, we're shameless in our promotion of ourselves and just, you know, who we are. Uh, And that's helpful. And I have my team doing that as well. Um, We do have a a social social media presence um, and, and really just try to, give value anywhere we go. Um, I think that's really important. We, we're really involved in stuff as well, just community events and things. And we do, ha- you know, I paid for leads in the past. We do not pay for any zip codes or anything right Great. now. It's just not, you know, if people want to do that, awesome. But I mean, particularly with the succession plan, the nice thing is I don't have to go out and look for leads because with the succession plan, I literally have the person that someone has trusted for, you know, 15, 20, 30 years mm-hmm. telling Hey, I can't meet with you this afternoon, but uh, I've got my new business partner, Jessica, here. She's going to give you a call and she's going to schedule time to come out and list your house. There's no fighting for that listing. There's no fighting for that client. You've literally just been handed a client on a silver platter and because they've given you the stamp of approval uh, and it's just, it's it's great. We're not having to go out there and fight for the leads. It's awesome. Great. All right. Well, I just really appreciate both your time and being on the call. I mean, being on the on the podcast, it's such a different cut at what's possible for people in real estate, a way to build their business, a way to exit. You know, it's I just really appreciate all the work you did. And I thank you so much for being here. I'll make sure that everyone knows about the book. And I just thank you so much. Yeah. I had one other comment though. Yeah, sure. What else? Interesting. So Jessica's team before I was on it and just with her and one agent last year did about 120 sides, but the average sales price in our market is $150,000. No, stop. You got to stop. You're hurting me. That is a three, two, probably 1500 square feet with a a half acre yard. And so. Yeah. Well, that's why you got to give them more than 70%. Right. I get it. And so um, we have a ton of people who invest in our area and buy yeah. investment properties. And so that is another repeat source of business. And we have a website that is cashflowillinois.com if people are looking to purchase cash flow rental properties. And we have clients from all over the country and all over North America uh, who are coming in and buying cash flowing rental properties. Isn't that great? Well, that is a great price point to do that in. So yeah. And now that makes sense that, you know, the splits have to be <laughs> where they go. are. Right. But that's just wonderful. I just really do. I just love this conversation. I just really do appreciate your time and I appreciate your being here and enlighten me. Cause I, I have had that thought for a long time and didn't know where to go for the resource. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.